listening to Season 2, Episode 11 of the 10-0 Podcast, the podcast designed for any athlete who knows they have more to give in this life to maximize their full potential. I'm your host, Danielle Gray, gymnast, fitness model, and founder of Train Like a Gymnast. Season 2 is almost coming to an end, and I can't believe it. We only have one more episode left, so if you're just tuning in now for the first time in the season, be sure you go back and catch up during our hiatus. Today, we have a wonderful guest, Vera Deutsch, a fellow gymnast and classmate of mine. She's also a dentist in the South Bay, too, if anyone's looking. Earlier this year, Vera was hit by a car, and our class was shocked by the news. After a few months out of the gym, she came back, resumed her training, and just last week, I saw her doing aerials onto a pit mat in preparation for her next competition. Oh, and by the way, did I mention she's 56 years young? Take a listen to how hindsight is twenty twenty, and use what Vera says to set your own life up for success in health and fitness. I hope you enjoyed this chat we had. But before we jump in, I wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor. Real quick interruption. I'm hosting my first ever Train Like a Gymnast retreat in Hawaii in February. I'm so excited about this retreat. Not only is it going to be a nice change of pace and be a fun chance to tumble around the island and snap some awesome photos with our professional photographer, here's the deal. This retreat, it's going to change lives. If you're a formerly competitive athlete, parent of an athlete, aerialist, or gymnastics fan dreaming about changing your life starting with your mindset first, I swear when you get that piece, it changes the whole game for you. Your physical abilities will follow. I want you to walk away from the experience having such incredible breakthroughs and clarity that you can't wait to start executing once you get home. You'll miss your new family for sure, but you won't lose touch because by the end of this retreat, you'll be operating at your full potential. To learn more, just head to trainlikeagymnast.com retreat or go visit the link in the show notes for more information. Today I have with me actually my gymnastics classmate, Vera Deutsch. Is that how you pronounce your name correctly? Yes, that is correct. Yay. And so we, I don't know how long you've been going to Broadway, but I've been going about, I think, two and a half years now. And I feel like you've been there ever since. That is correct. When did you start? So I started going back three years ago. For people, you know, who, who aren't familiar with it with you, tell us a little bit about your story because I know you had an accident earlier this year, but I'm always like inspired by you when I see you in the gym. So let people know kind of like who you are and what you do and take away. <laughs> so I was a gymnast, just like all of us in our community here. And I think I started when I was eight and I gave it up when I was 14 when I went to high school like so many of the girls did because I wanted to pursue a career but I always always loved gymnastics and I just you know I, I never lost touch with the community but I didn't practice some gymnastics and then I went you know I went on and I became a dentist so that's what I do that's my daily life and um, after gymnastics, I did go into track and field, but just to move, to do something, you know, made friends. It was great, but I wasn't passionate about it. And fast forward lots of years, I uh, had this desire to, again, move my entire body versus just 
running and, you know, skiing and, you know, other little things. And I actually got inspired by one of the magazines that gets sent to my office. And I found this picture of this lady with white hair and she was in her 80s. And the story said there that um, New York has gymnastic studios. And I said, wait a second, LA is a big city, so I probably will be able to find something. So that's how I, you know, began my search and I found Broadway and I went back and I was horrified. And (laughs) the first time I went back, I did a forward roll and I was so dizzy. And I said, wow. But I said, I gave myself a year to kind of work up the courage, the form, the everything. And I was specifically horrified of going backwards. Forward, it was okay. But backwards, it was like, oh, my God. And then I started, you know, I I pretty much tried to go every weekend. So like once a week. And then um, I met some wonderful people there. And um, that's how it started. And let me just rewind a second. You said you gave yourself about a year, you know, or so to get back into the, yeah. So for people, what do you have to say to people who are like, after a few classes, they're frustrated with themselves and they tell themselves, like, I guess I'm just not meant to do it. Like, I'm, I thought I'm so athletic, but I can't do it. Like, what, what do you have to say to them? Be patient and work. Have goals. But, you know, gymnastics told, you know, taught me that when I was a kid. You always have goals and you work towards them. And you do the drills and you ask the coaches and really give yourself time because you're going to be able to do it. And initially, you're going to feel like, oh, I'm not ready. But as you do it and do it and do it more, then you feel that, yes, I'm ready. And I have to tell you, I remember I got on, uh, on, the, on the high beam and as much as beam was my favorite piece of apparatus, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so high up in the air. But now I don't have that fear any longer. I love it. And this is true for even people who were not gymnasts, like you believe, like just be patient, you can do it. I think you can, you know, you can do it. You have to be patient. And my husband was great because when I started running, my endurance was non-existent and we used to run at the beach because we lived close to the beach. And he was telling me one more trash can, one more trash can. So that was it. Every day the goal was just like a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And I think it, it, it translates to life, you know, not only gymnastics, but everything, you know, you can work towards your goals. And I think if you have athletics in your background, it helps you a lot, but you can start even when you're an adult and you can just have little goals and go for them. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's, that's part of this whole train like a gymnast philosophy that I have. It's just like it's, you have a body. And that's all gymnastics is. You're just using your body. So you're never too old to do something. And that's, that's what I hear a lot of the time, especially from like 20 something year olds. So we'll set that aside. <laughs> so how do you balance training with your career, like being on your feet all day? Because you're a dentist, right? So like, you know, the typical, aren't you tired at the end of the day? Don't you want to just come home and relax? How do you, how do you balance movement and your health and fitness with your career? Um, I think I learned that as a kid because going to school and then going to my, you know, I had to train and it, it really was a great life lesson and you learn how to, uh, deal with your time. You know, you have so many hours, you figure out how do you 
you know, cram everything in those few hours that you have. And I think it really helped me quite a bit. It helped me build my business where I had to work seven days a week at some point. And you just, you have that endurance from sports, you have the goals and you know how to go forward. And I think it helped me my entire life. And, you know, sometimes my days at the office are very long and I always eat a good breakfast because I never know when will I eat next. Mm. And I totally, you know, I think that my days being long as they are at the office, if I was not in good shape, I probably couldn't do it. And I know lots of dentists, we like they work from eight to like 12 and then they take two hours because they have to eat and rest and whatever. I can go straight on and when I have to, when I need to. And I think really being in good shape is really instrumental to be, I, I also think it's being a good dentist, you know, you have to be in good shape. Right. Yeah. If you're in health, like you should kind of be that example of health, right? So that reminds me of, of the quote that I, I'm saying all the time now. It's like your health is an investment, not an expense. And if you don't invest in it, it will become an expense. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And so that's, that's I love to see you embody that. And it's oddly kind of rare. So <laughs> uh, I, I commend you and I look up to you for that. So I know you're also prepping for a competition too, right? Yes. So I found out from one of my colleagues at the gym that there are competitions for people of all ages. I mean, it's kind of intimidating when I think that I'm lumping with everybody, you know, anybody 18 and over. So of course, somebody who's like half my age has a lot of advantages, but I don't care for me it's fun right it's amazing I enjoy it I didn't know what to expect and this year I did compete twice so I went to Las Vegas and it was great it was a great experience and then I also went to Oklahoma City I competed there and then I was preparing to go to the nationals but unfortunately I had this accident so I was crossing the street and the car didn't see me I saw the car way too late and I got hit, but I, with all my bad luck, I had a lot of good luck. I ended up needing zero surgeries. I had a, my knee was really hyperextended. The ligaments were really not very good. And then I had a lot of like um, pain because of the, the, some of the, the ligaments and fascias that insert on the hip got torn. And so it was a process, but I was totally focused on healing. I um, virtually didn't lose any work. And I, again, I, I credit that, that I was in pretty good shape. So I was able to come back in some positions I could handle. And I um, totally focused on healing. So for six weeks, I was a good girl. I would just like rest a lot. And um, it was taxing even just walking up and down my aisle here on the off in the office, but, um, every day was better. And I, um, eventually six weeks after my accident, I did go see the orthopedic surgeon who told me that you're super lucky. And I asked him, when can I go back to the gym? And he says, um, you can start with baby steps and just listen to your body and definitely move your body. And I went I think it was like eight weeks after my accident, I went back to the gym and I started just walking around, looking around. 
And um, I went, you know, I had to uh, work on my knee. I couldn't bend it all the way. I couldn't extend it all the way. I couldn't even lift my arm like this, simple like that. But every time it was a little bit better. I worked on my knee, whatever I could do. And I can't remember exactly, but I think it, um, three months after the accident, I was um, doing little things and it got better and better and better. And now um, I'm probably back to normal. I was gonna say that, cause I remember we heard about it. You weren't there for a while. And then we were all like, oh my gosh, she's already back. So do you remember that the, like, when did it happen? What month of this? It happened, I know the date, it was the last Thursday in March. So it was March 28th. So it's been eight months now. Wow. And you, yeah, I mean, I just saw you working on aerials into the pit today, right? Or the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, you're doing incredible things. And do you mind me asking your age, just so if people don't know? Um, I will disclose my age. I am 56 years old. Hey. And, um, you know, I really feel like I'm 14. Right. Again, when I go to the gym, yeah. it makes me feel very young and it makes me feel very happy. Right. And I really, really enjoy it every time. And because of this accident, I made a big decision. I modified my schedule at the office and now I'm going to the gym twice a week. Wow. So I'm going Tuesdays and Saturdays because I just think it's better and it makes me happy. And, you know, there's, it's just happiness. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that, and so you're, would you consider that a sacrifice or would you just consider that a modification or an adjustment? It's a modification of my schedule. I'm self-employed. I'm the boss. Mm -hmm. So I can modify things. I will still see the same number of patients, but on a modified schedule. And I think it's absolutely worth it. I think my patients also benefit from the fact that I am happy and healthy. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't think it's a sacrifice. I really don't think so. And I think, as you said, it's an investment in my health. And I think as long as we move, we are, we are good. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, and I couldn't agree with you more there too. It's like when you kind of fill up your own tank, like you're, you're showing up full for everyone else around you. And so you not only make your life better, you make other people's lives better. So when we get in this narrative of, oh, I don't have time for that. I can't afford that. I can't take the time off because then I'm missing out on this. That can make you angry, burnt out, frustrated, and resentful, which then you're projecting that to everyone else around you, which perpetuates that cycle of frustration. Exactly. And you know, like, and I have a different perspective probably than most of the people who are, you know, involved in this, in these podcasts, because I'm a little bit older and hindsight is 2020 and it, it really absolutely is worth it. You have to take a step back and see what do you like to do, what makes you happy, and absolutely incorporate some sort of fitness. You know, of course, I'm very biased. I'm a gym. I was a gymnast. I always thought of myself as being a gymnast, even when I wasn't going to the gym. It's, I don't know, it's probably it's a life philosophy because even in my profession, what do you do? You practice. You actually have to I am a hands-on person. I practice. I have to train these guys. I have to train them really well so they do what I need to do, you know, together with the other one. It's so similar to gymnastics if you really stop and think about it because you have to perfect your hand, you know. I mean, that's what I was, I did a lot of that. And 
So for me, it's kind of like it almost, they work hand in hand. Yeah. No pun intended. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I think the, the philosophies of gymnastics and just sports in general can be applied to almost any career if you really, like you said, think about it. I agree. And, you know, when you, when we were kids, we learned how to um, deal with our time frame. Mm-hmm. And you always had to budget your time wisely. Right. You know, and you had to, you had to go to school, you had to eat, you had to go to the gym, you had to do your homework. And that translated later on, you know, when you do whatever you want to do or whatever you do. Right. Yeah, you, you apply those things that you learn through sports into real life things. And, and it's so important to remember that and not stray from that. And always like remember who you are. Like you said, you identified as a gymnast even when you weren't at the gym. That's just your identity. And if this happens so much is when people leave a sport, they lose that identity. Something that they've known their whole life. And then they kind of feel lost and they feel like that they have to kind of fit into some, some societal norms or live up to other people's expectations. But what if we didn't give up that identity? What if we just kept it and continued our life and figured out, okay, what was the environment I was in? What were all the pieces, the missing pieces that I don't have now that I had then to keep me successful? And that's kind of where we get into this performance-based stuff, which I have, you know, for our girls and train like a gymnast, the ones who come to our workshops and retreats and all of that is, the question that I'm going to ask you is why is performance-based training more sustainable than aesthetic-based training? Like just bodybuilding for visuals versus performance. I really don't know what the right answer would be, but I think actually it's more important to, to build your body in a way that you, you can use it better. Yeah. You know, it's not for looks. I honestly, I don't, do any gymnastics or anything for looks it's for my health for 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 actually feeling good right and being able to you know it's amazing when you think about it to just do a handstand you actually lift your body or like upside down or when you do any aerial movement you're up in the air by the sheer power of your body and to me that's amazing and i you know you don't do it to look good you do it because it feels good it's fun and it is amazing when you really stop and think about it you know yeah. i don't i don't know like to me the the four looks and people they do this diet for you know you have to put good fuel in your body so you can do those things right. you know if you don't eat right nothing's going to be right you you can look like a what you think it's a supermodel but it may not be right for you and it's you know, genetically, we are built very differently, and we should enjoy and cherish our what we have in our bodies. That's what I believe. Absolutely, and that's that's the sustainable part of it too. It's just like you can't be this lean little thing forever, but you can work functionally to have that ability for you know later in life. So that's kind of the the physical side of it. But the last few questions here are pretty um, like kind of tied to the mental and emotional side of fitness. So have you ever struggled mentally with fitness or in the sport, like having a skill, like you said, going backwards and that kind of stuff, like those certain things that just mess with you mentally and how did you overcome it? 
there are issues even today as I'm, you know, working on certain skills and I have one problem that I'm working on and um, it's hard, but you can do it. it again, you, you have to practice, you have to do the drills that would lead to the point where you can actually execute what you mentally know you have to do, but it has to click, you know, you have to put the mental together with the physical. And I really enjoyed the mental aspect of, of gymnastics a lot more than when I was a kid. I wish I had the mind I have now when I was a kid, but that right. will never happen. Um, Can you elaborate on that? Like, I know what you mean, but if somebody else doesn't know what you mean, like, what kind of mind would you have preferred to have when you were younger? Like, what, what thoughts? I, I'm probably much better at visualizing what I need to do, and that helps me get to the execution of it and I don't necessarily know I did that as a kid because I would just go for it and you know whatever happens it was fine right but um and I also appreciate all the physics involved in gymnastics and I understand a lot better how that works it uh, it is amazing when you stop and think about it yeah I agree there so then this one is one of my favorite questions is what's the best advice you've ever been given? And it could be from a coach or a teammate or somebody at the gym. Like what is the best piece of advice you've been given with regards to health and fitness? Enjoy what you do and just do it <laughs> pretty <you>. much. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, probably, and I credit my husband with this. Um, he was very encouraging and he's very supportive and he's like, he, he, he loves what I do. And I know there are other people who think I'm crazy because of my age and what I do, but I don't think so. And my husband is very supportive. So I'm, I'm really lucky with that. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what everybody else says because they're not doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're not in there with you. Perfect. Final question is personally to you, what does it mean to train like a gymnast? For me personally, it means I feel like a teenager and I'm happy and I enjoy every moment of being in the gym, even when it kind of like hurts or it's a little bit uncomfortable. If I'm frustrated, I enjoy every single moment of it. And I, I'm committed to train as long as I can walk or I can stand up. <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I love it. Well, I mean, good luck at, you know, your next competition whenever that is do we know when it is it is in january like mid-january i think the 18th the 19th is coming up it's very soon yeah awesome so everyone wish vera luck uh if people want to ask you questions or want to know more about you where can they get a hold of you so i have a little website of my office and it is 555smile.com it's very easy and then I do have a, you know, my email, my, you know, gymnastics email is actually is D-E-U-T-S-C-H-2 at gmail.com. And, you know, on my website, you can find my office phone number, you know, and um, I'm not very, I don't, I limit myself on the online presence because I'm short on time. I have a lot of commitments and, but, you know, like I can you know, people can get a hold of me if they want to or if they need to. 
Yeah, perfect. And I'll put it in the show notes to make it easy for anybody listening. So you can just click on it. Um, but I love it. I, that was so wonderful. And I, and your story is inspirational. And I hope people have some gems they can take away and apply to their life and, and really look up to you as, as an inspiration and motivation to get themselves in shape, you know, sustainably for the long term. Thank you so much, Danielle. This episode is sponsored by Train Like a Gymnast's newest freebie. If you've ever wanted to train like a gymnast, I'm giving you a sneak peek into our VIP membership program by giving you 20 of my favorite gymnastics drills that you can do at home. These are the types of exercises our VIP members get in their training programs. Get in shape by doing exercises that lead towards something. These are my all-time favorite exercises that I did to get my competition body back and the ones that I still do to this day for maintenance. Give them a try. They're free. If you want to learn more about what our VIP membership offers, there will be a link for you to see if you qualify on the drills page. So just go to trainlikeagymnast.com drills. That's trainlikeagymnast.com drills to get your 20 of my favorite gymnastics drills that you can do at home. If you've loved everything you've heard in this episode or have any takeaways, be sure to leave a review. And as a thank you, I'd like to send you our athlete success kit. I've included everything in this guide that helps me stay successful and productive personally and professionally. If you want your copy, just leave us a review and send us a screenshot to team at trainlikeagymnast.com and we'll shoot it right over to you. Until next time, train with purpose.